Welcome back. I know <laughs> I left you with a bit of a cliffhanger um, on the previous episode or part one. Um, but I, and, and I didn't do that <laughs> necessarily to, I don't know, string you along or keep you at the edge of your seat. But I think it was needed for me, right? And this story that I'm sharing... It's vulnerable, and, and yes, I've shared other vulnerable parts of me, but I think what makes it that much more vulnerable is the fact that it's, it's not something that has happened. It's still something that is happening. And what I mean by that is what I'm learning from it, what I'm experiencing and growing from it is, is still happening. So I think it feels a little bit more, more tender, I guess, or a little bit more scary and it's interesting because um, after I, I recorded the first part of this and I sent it uh, to my editor and we were talking about it <laughs> and I was like, so I don't have to share this, right? Like I, I, it could just go like in the archives and never get shared. And to which she was like, um, yeah, no, <laughs> it needs to be shared because that's the purpose of this. It's the purpose of your journey and it's, it's where you're going to discover more of you. And, and I know that, and, and, and I know that the story, yes, it is mine, but it's also, I think something that we can all share in. And so, um, let me remember where we left off. Um, so as I continue the story, um, I think there's a couple of things to think about there. Like I said, that it didn't necessarily end in the way that I would have hoped or in a way that maybe you would have hoped. And so th this particular part or this episode is less about how it happened or what happened, but more so who it was that I became and, just, and what it is I discovered about myself through that. And so, you know, we had this beautiful 48 hour experience in you know, in Paris, and it, 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 it's interesting because it, I went on that trip. I, I went to, to Europe simply just for me to just get lost in the beauty and the art and the culture of somewhere different and somewhere new. And I wasn't even expecting to even have any sort of romantic interaction or even sexual interaction with anyone. Like my focus was me. And so in meeting him was definitely a surprise, but a gift. And, and it was perfect. <laughs> Even, yeah. Um, and so it's interesting because, you know, I didn't, I fought it, right? I mean, you know, as I said earlier in the story in part one, where early on, you know, for him to say, I, I, I think I like you. And I know we just met in my initial reaction was like you can't you know don't you shouldn't and for reasons that only could really be what's the word I'm looking for the reason simply being the fact that I was scared I was scared that something so organic and natural could occur something I didn't have to work for something I didn't have to attempt or make or do um, and it just 
it happened. It happened, and in, in I think because I didn't have control over it, it was scary, right? Because I didn't go looking for it. I didn't create the space for it. I, you know what I mean? Like, it came to me. And I think there's something terrifying when something comes to you. You're like, oh, I don't have control. The only choice I have is to be, to exist in this moment, in this space. And I think that was part of it. Um, and it's interesting because as much as I, I resisted it at first and had all these, you know, logical reasons as to why his, his initial feelings and even mine for him were simply, oh, we're just because we're in Paris, it's the Parisian air. It's not, it's not real, right? It's just, it's a fairy tale kind of smokescreen. And, and when the dust settles, it's not going to exist, you know? Um, but it's interesting because as much as I try to use reason and practicality as my defense, they fell short because when something is real and authentic or when something is true, that it, all it can do is do what the sun does. It just shines and you can't hide it, right? It's, it's there. And so, you know, it ended with that goodbye outside the Airbnb and to which you know, I was left with the, with the promise or the request that I would, I would come see him when we were both in the States. And, and let's just say that there wasn't, that we didn't get that. We didn't get that second chance. And there really wasn't any closure to that moment. Um, and that was hard. That was hard because it mattered. <laughs> it was so significant and such a big deal. And, and I remember that I didn't necessarily think like, oh, cool, we're going to enter this like forever relationship. And we're going to, it was more, I met this incredible human who literally just illuminated my life in a way that I haven't experienced before. And I wanted to explore what that feels like, what it feels like through dialogue, through you know, through adventure, through time. And I remember saying that at the very least, let's be friends. Because there was a level and a depth to his character that I found very refreshing and very unique. Um, and not one that I could say many people had. And so I, I definitely was, yes, that, that romantic part was there, but there was a level that was like, but I want more than just that, more than just the romance I I want to know you as, as a human, as a soul, as a person. And so it, that didn't get to happen. And, and it sucked, you know, because if we flash back, you know, to, to the time, you know, sex didn't happen between him and I. It, it was the connection that we, we literally had was that of, of a soul in the sense that it was through dialogue and through communication and even nonverbal communication through smiles, through looks, through these different parts of us that just said the things that didn't need to be uttered by words. And I think there was a moment where I was like, oh, if we would have had sex, then I get why it didn't continue, right? Because sometimes early on, sex often can, you know, be a conflict. It can kind of mess up things. And so... But we didn't have that. We, at least for me, there wasn't this moment of like, oh, this is what caused the problem or this is why it didn't move forward. And 
And, and, and I think if I'm honest, especially now looking back, <laughs> I think part of me wanted it to end. And, and, and you might be like, whoa, okay, B, like, what do you mean? How would you want this most beautiful story to end? Like, why, why, what do you mean you wanted it to end? And, and what I mean by that is it goes back to that comment that, that he had said to me when I was kind of brushing off his, his sweetness and the things he said and kind of made some jokes about myself and he, to which he said, your self-deprecating humor is very unnecessary. You can stop now. Um, it, you know, why don't you believe you can have good things? And I think ultimately at the core of it all, that was it. It was a good thing that I was experiencing, but there was a part of me that said, I'm not worth it. I don't deserve it. And so as much as I was there and, and, and loved every second and minute of those 48 hours, there was a part of me that wanted it to, to end because I was scared. And I think we all do that to some degree. Whatever trauma, whatever things in life we've been through, we, we get to a place where we don't believe we deserve it, that we're worth it. And I would say that's where I was. Something so organic and just stunning appeared in my life and I was experiencing it. And instead of just staying present, I got in my head. I allowed fear to brew deep within me. And even if I wasn't aware of it or it wasn't an audible statement at the time, I know that deep down, I didn't believe that I was good enough to receive good things, to experience that good thing. And so for whatever reason, there wasn't a continuation of those 48 hours. And it just kind of just ended. It just kind of was done. And I was heartbroken. I'll admit it. I didn't realize that I fell in love until months later. And it was when someone asked me, one of my good friends said, after I was sharing the story and what I was going through and the process of it all, she looked at me and was like, hmm, would you say that you loved him? And I was like, no, oh, oh. I tried to deny it. My, my knee-jerk reaction was like, no, how can you love someone that fast? That's stupid. But as soon as I was about to say no, I, I caught myself and I paused and squinted my eyes and I think I like fluttered them and kind of rolled my eyes at the same time because I was kind of frustrated that I was going to admit something that I didn't want to admit or that I refused to admit to myself up until that moment, which was, I did. I fell in love with this stranger who didn't feel like a stranger, yet felt like there was so much more I could know and never get bored knowing. And, but I, I think it goes even deeper, right? Because, yeah, I fell in love with, with him, the soul that he is or was and but deeper than that I I fell in love with me I fell in love with who I was in that moment when I was out of my head and, and not worried about practicality and and limits and these boxes and these rules and this linear bullcrap that I you know place on myself and that we all often do I was free I literally could be in this space unaware of myself in the sense of having no judgment of who I was, 
or who I wasn't and could bear my soul in front of someone else and they can see it. And their light shined so brightly and vividly and, and I got to see me and I fell in love. And yes, like I said, I, I did fall in love with him, but I also fell in love with me. And so what was heartbreaking when it, when it ended and it didn't continue, what was heartbreaking about it was that I felt like I was gone too. That part of me that was present and alive for those 48 hours felt like just was gone disappeared, left, unanswered, unknown. And that hurt. Because I was 28 years old and that was the first time I felt safe and I felt free. I felt seen and I felt loved. And yes, it was someone else's love, but it was also the love I had for myself. You know, and I would say for most of us, that's a big part of it, right? We, we forget that when we have a friendship or a romantic relationship, the love that we feel, yes, it's their love being given to us. But it's also our love being given to ourselves because ultimately we can't receive their love if we're not loving us first. And so I would say that was the heartbreak. The heartbreak was that I felt that the person that I fell in love with, the me that I fell in love with was gone with him. But it took time I discovered it wasn't gone. It was, it was there because why? It was me. Just like the moon, right? When, when we see the moon, we see the different phases, right? A full moon, a half moon, crescent moon, you know, all that stuff. And what it is is that the sun is shining, right? And depending on where we're orbiting, um, you know, Earth casts a shadow and then, you know, we own, that's the parts of the moon we get to see based on the rotation, right? And so I think that's us, right? We're like the moon. There's parts of us that are going to be in shadow at times and there's going to be parts of us that are going to be fully illuminated. And the people in our life are kind of like the sun or, you know, or light, if you want to use a different perspective, right? Um... And they illuminate parts of us. And sometimes it's that particular angle of where we were orbiting that we got to see that beauty, right? And then another day happens, another cycle happens. And so the moon that was once a full moon became a half moon and a quarter moon and a crescent moon. But the moon still remained the moon. It still remained majestic and beautiful. And all those parts still exist even in the shadows. So I would, I don't know, I just would encourage you to think about that. As I reflect on that, just like the moon will be illuminated fully again in its cycle, so will we. So that person, that friend, that family member, that lover, that stranger, remember, yes, they should. They shone their light on you and it illuminated pieces of you, but just because they left doesn't mean you did too. And it's, it's wild, right? Because it's what, two years later and 
that memory, that moment, those 48 hours are just as vivid as the blue sky I'm staring at right now. And it's, and at first I was like, oh, maybe it's because I haven't grown. I haven't let it go. I have like issues or something. And, but I, I, I think what it is, is that I'm not done learning what I needed to learn from that. And I think as I sit here with you in this moment, those pieces are starting to come more alive and I'm learning things that I didn't know and see before and parts of me are healing in ways that they haven't. And so, you know, it's wild, right? Because this story, this 48-hour love story, so to speak, is one that will always be near and dear to me because it was the first time I saw myself. It's like, I, you know, in, in such a way I didn't get to see before. So it's always going to be important. It's always going to matter. And, and, you know, he will always be a part of that too. And at first I try to delete him. I try to erase it and erase all of it and convince myself it was somehow a lie and it wasn't real. And I think most of us find ourselves in that place at some point that we think it's easier. <laughs> it's easier to say, nope, it was a lie. It wasn't real. It didn't happen. Um, because if, if we acknowledge it, that it happened, then that means we're accountable to deal with it. But if I can delete it and erase it and dismiss it and minimize it, then I have no accountability to hold it, to learn from it, to feel it, to allow it to hurt me, allow it to grow me. And the more I fought to erase that time, to erase him, to erase me, to erase Paris, I couldn't. I couldn't because that time grew me into something bigger, to something better, to something new. And to erase that time would be to erase the growth, to erase me. And so where is that in your life? Where is that moment where you're trying to erase and forget because you loved and it hurt afterward? Maybe don't look so much at the person that you got to love or that loved you, but look at who you were and what you loved about you in that space. And can you bring light to that again? And that's where I'm at. Two years later, at a place where I can say I was beautiful in that space with that person, but though that person is gone, I am still beautiful here and I will continue to grow and become even more beautiful that later, you know? And the same goes for you. So remember, in life, when we fall in love with someone, we're also falling in love with ourselves. And that love for ourselves is far more powerful than anything ever will be. And it's funny, you know, I don't know, right, what it meant for him. And I think there was a moment I cared to know. I wanted to know, did it mean as much to you as it did to me and for me? Because I think I needed to, I felt like I needed to know that because if I didn't know that, then how would I have, how could I justify or validate that it was important? That what had happened, if it was important for him, then it means it was important for me, but... Regardless if it 
was important to him or not, it was for me. And if it wasn't important for him, it doesn't get to invalidate my experience because I am me and he is he, you know? Um, And so that took some time, right? And I think we all have that. We want to know, do you think about me like I think about you? And did it matter to you like it did to me? But I think it's just asking yourself, did it matter to me? Did it matter for me? If the answer is yes, then that's all you need to know, right? Because at the end of the day, all you have is you. We spend more time with ourselves than anyone else ever will. And it's silly to ignore and dismiss the value and the weight that we carry on a day-to-day basis. And you know, it's funny. I'm, oh, I guess I'm going to say something that I didn't plan on saying. <laughs> um, you know, so yeah, I don't know. You're probably like, okay, B, what's going on? You just spent episode, you know, or part one telling us this incredible love story. And now you're telling us it didn't continue. It, like how are you not angry? One of my friends is like, how are you not mad? And I said, how can I be mad when what I was left with was a more evolved and more stunning version of myself? I didn't lose myself. Maybe I did in the sense I lost the old version of me, the more wounded version of me. But what I walked away with was, was a beautiful prize and that was a more whole, more healed me and that's the beauty of it all and I mean I'll admit like there are times where you know I guess this I don't know feel silly saying this out loud but okay um yeah I I I will admit there there are definitely thoughts in my head at times where I'm like how cool would that be if we just cross paths one more time even if that's simple as walking past one another at the airport I mean we live literally in the opposite ends of the country. So the likelihood of ever passing each other on the street would be very, very unlikely. I'd probably get struck by lightning first, maybe. <laughs> um, and, 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 and I think of it in the sense of not that, oh, I need to sit and have one more conversation with you. Granted, that would be nice, right? But I, I don't know. There's a part of me that just is like, it would be nice to see you. Even if it's just an acknowledgement of like just a head nod as as we cross paths. And, and I don't know why, and I don't know what it represents. And, but I don't know. It's just a part of me that desires that. And I used to feel like it was stupid and silly. But I don't think it is because it's acknowledging someone who was a part of my growth. And I'm grateful for that. You know, and it's funny. Some of my, 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 my close friends were like, hmm, that's, that chapter ended, but maybe the story didn't. And I was like, no, that's dumb. I don't want to believe that. But who knows, right? I don't know what life looks like. And in a sense, it could be that the story that follows the next chapter may not necessarily be him. It'll be someone else. But it was that kind of love that will come with it. Does that make sense? Like, maybe the next time I feel that love again is going to be through another person in another, in another time, in another space, whether it's here in the town I live in or, I don't know, anywhere else. And it may be a he, it may be a she, it may be, who knows, right? But I can feel that again, and I think that's what I walk away with, is knowing that 
that love that I felt and experienced with another with another soul is one I can have again. And I think I doubted that, right? Um, for a while because I felt rejected and, you know, all the things that come with things ending. But you come to realize is, well, if it happened once, why couldn't it happen again? And it happened when I wasn't looking for it, when I wasn't searching. It happened when I was in a place of complete peace, imbalance and focus on myself. And so that's what I foc- where I'm at now really is just to maintain that space where I am focused on continuing to love myself, continue to grow and create space for me to thrive and shine. And in that, love me fully and love will find me again. Um, but I mean, I would be a liar if I said there wasn't a part of me that said it would be nice if it, if it happened to be him again. Um, and I think we're allowed that. I think we, we think that our dreams or even if it's just like a little fairy tale dream, like, oh, it's stupid, it's silly, it's wrong. It's, but I don't know. I don't, I don't think it is. At least I don't see that it is because it's not something I sit with every day and ponder and stare out the window hoping, oh, going to just swoop in and, and carry me away and we'll live happily ever after. It's, it's, not, it's not that. It's more a sense of, I think, a place of gratitude and being thankful. Like, that happened. And that was beautiful. And I wouldn't mind if it happened again with that person. And maybe it won't. Maybe it will. Um, But I think we get to a place in life where we have to decide what it is that we want. You know, it's almost, what, two years later and never heard from, from this person. And don't know if I ever will. And maybe, maybe it's calling me f- to do something. Maybe it's me making a phone call and taking that risk and asking for that, that closure, that one last time, that one more convo. Or maybe it's just me accepting that I'm good and I'm content and I don't need that. I don't know. And so maybe you have that thing in your life that you haven't let go of. Maybe you're still in the process of learning from it. And so you have to ask yourself, what is it that you want? And what is it that you need? Because at the end of the day, let's say I did make a grand effort to reach out to him. Whether or not he reciprocates, whether or not I see him again or I don't, the effort made had, has everything to do with me because what did I do? I took a risk, I stepped into the unknown, and what did I discover? I discovered me. And so we all have that moment, right? It's what do I need to do and how and why am I doing this for me? And so who knows? I, I don't know fully what the next step is in, in, in processing this. And I think even sharing this with you is, is to just give you hope. Give you hope that anytime you, f- you feel and experience love, it's an opportunity for you to deeply and more deeply fall in love with you. <laughs> And so don't be afraid of it. I think for a long time I've been afraid of love of all kinds for numbers of reasons as we've talked about in these different episodes. But I'm at a place now where I'm seeing it's like, no, it's not about that. It's step into it because you get to walk away with you, a deeper love for you, a greater love for you. And that, to me, is worth all the risk time and time again. 
So I'll leave you there. I'll leave you with that. A love story that lasted 48 hours, where I was completely seen, I was completely heard, and felt beautiful in a way I'd never felt before. Sure, it ended with a lot of unanswered questions, but it also ended with so much illuminated. And what was illuminated was me. I got to see that I can show the depths of who I am, the beauty, the ugly, the scary, the funny, the nerdy, the weird, you know, all those pieces, and it could be loved. And I think I never thought I could let my walls down because I built them so thick and so high, and so it showed me that I could. And so I'm going to end with a poem um, that I wrote, um, you know, and I didn't necessarily expect to read this, and I don't really think I've fully shared it with a ton of people. Um, but it's interesting because it, I think it kind of just describes the situation. It was written, obviously, about that time and that moment. So um, I'm going to end it with this. Our last kiss, our last hug was that our last goodbye. It was like our first hello, that first handshake, that first kiss. Kind, gentle, intentional. It seemed to stop time. Time seems to move both fast and slow, and it doesn't boast at how it can make someone feel alive or dead. It simply exists, silently guiding our stories. Your hand planted in mine. Oh, the garden you left behind. You stole a kiss, but I didn't mind. It wasn't my first, but your lips on mine was respect felt so divine. Your smile cre created a map, and I followed the lines. Your eyes saw all of me, the depths within. There was no fear, because in your gaze, I was free. Thank you for joining in on today's episode of the Just Be Podcast. Know that I love you and know that you are seen, that you are heard, and that you are loved. And above all else, you are worth fighting for. Thanks for being you. I'll see you on the next one.